you say heard one of your ideas and said go for it um honestly my mom is kind of encouraging but like it's always just kind of like it's always still like go to school get a well-paying job like buy a house have kids like like it's always just been like yeah you i believe in you you can succeed but like it was never like oh maybe there is something wrong with our algorithm that we use for life but don was probably the first person that was ever like well wait a second maybe like maybe something should be different maybe we should take a different route maybe not everyone is geared to go to college maybe people need to go to trade schools or have internships or those kinds of things Hello everyone, this is Philip. Welcome to Schools Out, the podcast that we talk about learning outside of the classroom. I'm psyched about this special episode. It's uh, part of a different series of Schools Out where I am seeking to highlight student voice. This is all about making student voice louder so that adults like myself can uh, not only learn from you, but also invite you into the process of making decisions and making this a world where um, justice and the rule of law reigns and people can be free to pursue their lives in the way that they see fit. So uh, I think you're going to really probably connect with Sarah. Sarah has some experience in, uh, in business and in some marketing and podcasting. And she's just been uh, a really great addition to my life. So with no further ado, here is my conversation with Sarah Schaefer. Hey, guys. I'm here with Sarah Schaefer. And Sarah and I have known each other for... I'm like a year-ish now. Yeah, it's been about a year. I was... um, She blessed me with the opportunity of being on her podcast to discuss... And, and she's flipping her hair, so in case you can't see that. Um, so that was a really big favor you did to me because I felt like I was not able. It was kind of my first um, opportunity to kind of get out under this new perspective and like try to share some of my ideas about things. And we are in Noble Coffee, so you're going to hear a lot of other chatter besides us. Um, so thanks for hanging out with me, Sarah. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So what's going on? You shared this really exciting and interesting video about your first week of college. I thought we might start with that. What do you want to? Yeah. What do you want to share about starting off in college? So I think I want to preface like the whole story. I guess with I was never um, very excited about going to college in the first place, but I decided that because I'm so smart, I um, I got scholarships and I, my first year is actually ended up being free. So I was like, okay, well. I'm going to just go and, like, try out college and see, like, if I like it or whatever. So I'm already kind of walking into college with a bad attitude because <laughs> I don't want to be there. I want to, like, be working on, like, Go Plant It, which is, like, my business I started a couple months ago. And I wanted to be working on, like, work, making money. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to be here at this college. And so I was like, okay, whatever. So I was like, well, maybe I'll just make a lot of really awesome friends and I'll, like, network with the professors, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, like, a positive angle to kind of take on it. So that's kind of how I entered my first week of college. So I go to class um, just Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I go to class the first week, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> and, like, there's just so much busy work that blows my mind. Like, all of this crap, like, it's like 
I don't even understand like what they're thinking when they assign assignments like this, but I just genuinely feel like like there is no value to anything we did the first week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I feel like there's part of that could be like, okay, it's the first week of college, like they're trying not to like make us feel overwhelmed or something, but it was it was like just a huge waste of time. Like for I'm taking this class called freshman year seminar, which is like don't be a dumbass, which I feel like that class yeah, is. So I'm yeah. paying two grand to take a class about like how to not be stupid. Yeah. So that's a whole other thing. But we're in this class and like my first homework assignment for that class was to do a scavenger hunt for campus. I've been using Canvas for five years. I said, are I you using Canvas at first? You said oh, Canvas, yeah. Canvas, like it was an online scavenger hunt. And I really wanted to be like, I could teach these kids how to use Canvas. Right. I'm like, I genuinely understand everything about Canvas. Yeah. And I feel like this is stupid and it's worth one point. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, and there probably was no option of like, hey, if you've used Canvas before, um, just talk to me about it and tell me about your experiences. And that way I could just clear that assignment off. Yeah. That, that would have been way more productive. Like, but I, it took me like 45 minutes because I, it was like, once you're in Canvas, you have to get these specific like numbers. And like, yeah. it was like, what classroom is this? And like all of this. Thing. So it's not even like I could like just be like, okay, like this is this and this. It was just like, okay, like yeah. whatever. So <laughs> I start my second week of college and like, I'm kind of like more um, pessimistic about it than I was at the beginning of my pessimistic <laughs> journey. Yeah. And we get through it and I start to kind of like really connect with some of the kids in my class and talk to them about like, what they want to be and like why they're here and like all the different kinds of things like that and my mindset kind of shifted a little bit from like hating college to like being very worried about like the kids in my class and like they they're all like super sweet and like all that stuff but it's just like it worries me like the kinds of things that they say about like like finding a path and finding a passion and like why that they're in college and like they're like some of the kids in my class don't do their own laundry still. Right. And I'm like, yeah. 18 years old. Or <laughs> 19. Like, yeah. Like, dude, why don't you know how to do your laundry? And um, then it kind of sent me into the LinkedIn rant about, um, like, what are we teaching our kids and what are we sending our kids into? Because, yeah. like, I feel like I know these things because I kind of was forced to because of like the way my family is and also because of like Don's class like Don's class kind of like heightened everything that I like mm. already believed and yeah. um I feel I always feel like Don's class I was thinking about this this week Don's uh, class is like giving you permission to start your life now it's, it's like, like a B12 I, shot it's like I know you're in high school but you can start living now yeah like, just go do it I agree and and the students are like what does that mean? And so they start exploring it and normal. And for some of you, it takes longer, yeah. but it's like, I think he said about you, it's like, you knew what you wanted to do. It was like, Oh, I'll start a podcast. And like, you just did it. Yeah. Um, but not everyone comes into his class with that. Mindset, yeah. Right? Not sometimes it takes the fourth quarter of the year yeah. for kids to be like, Oh, I'm going to connect with someone. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God. Like, yeah. What were you doing? What is, what is the thing that's getting in the way of a student having an articulate response and being able to articulate to a teacher, this is not useful, like, I'm not doing this, and because I feel like what so often happens is the kid just, the student just kind of brushes it off and says, this is stupid, 
but they can't like articulate and say, this is why it's not helpful. Sorry. I was trying so hard to wait till your sentence was over. It's ruined. This podcast uh, is this, done. Yeah, just throw it in the trash. Um, I think, like, I think that's something that Don keeps bringing up too, and um, I think it's you just. And we talked about this in my sociology class too. Like, like why why is it now at this like time in our life in this like age that we know when we get to a classroom we pull out our notebooks and we start taking notes when the teacher starts lecturing like why and we do that because like we know that that's what's socially acceptable and people um want to fit in and um Seth Godin we kind of talked about this a little bit when we were in New York with him talking to Seth and um like people consumers want to buy like what's like trendy and like so when you're like I know this isn't about marketing but like when you're marketing something you want to like assess like um like how much people want it so like if i said to you i was like hey phil dude this new iphone it's fantastic like you should go get it you're way more likely to go get the new iphone than if apple sends you an email and says yo our new iphone is fantastic yeah so like the whole like social acceptance thing and especially in school like that time of like just all of school it's always like well who's gonna accept me like I want to fit into something I want to fit into a group I want people to like me and like I'm finding out who I am and I want everyone else to like who I am and so like if you tried to break away from that and you try to be like oh well like school's actually stupid like fuck that and like it's not socially acceptable and also like you're so accustomed to doing the same thing like since you're four that you like can't like break that yeah so when you when you said that about Seth Godin, what came to mind was the teacher is Apple in that scenario. The teacher is emailing you and saying, "This is important. You need to learn this." And you're like, "I don't care. That's spam." And then, but if your next door neighbor and you are like close, and they really like doing well in school, like you'll do well because you're like around someone who cares about it. But if you surround yourself with people who don't care about it, then generally you kind of throw it to the side too. Yeah. How how often do you feel like you would either express disdain for school yourself or you would hear other kids or students um, express disdain and it's dismissed by the adults in the room? I don't know if I'm on down there or not. So like I feel like people's favorite question, especially now like that I'm a college student, is like like, where are you going? How is it? Like, mm-hmm. how long? Like, all those kinds of like college questions. And I'm just like, A, I don't care. B, <laughs> but I'm like, you know, especially also leading up to going to college, like that whole summer leading up to going to college, I was like, you know, I really don't want to go. I think that it's stupid. I think that if I took this um, 10 grand that I'm going to spend on college for this semester, what if I invested that 10 grand into my business or if I, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Imagine if I had 10 grand to spend on Gil Planted. But, um, like, I just kept exploring all these options, and it's just always, like, like right away, it's just, like, no. Like, you need to go to college. Like, um, and then people will literally say this to me. They're like, I don't really feel like college served me any purpose, but I think that you should go. <laughs> people say that to me. And yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, you're, like, what is your thought process behind that? That's like saying, like, you recommending you go to a hardware store and you rec- and you buy a shovel and you don't use it, but then you run into someone and you're like, you should buy the shovel, and you're like, oh, what did you use it for? 
I don't use it. It's in my garage. But you should handle it. Yeah. But it's a really expensive shovel. <laughs> it's like, costs you thousands of dollars. That's right. That's right. Yes. I don't know. I don't understand that response. So I've never gotten, other than Don or like people in that kind of like cohort of yeah. like thought leaders, I've never had someone be like, oh, well, if you don't want to go to college, then like, don't go to college. Yeah. Like, I've never had someone say that to me. Have you noticed, like, how many of the students aren't in college classes or on their devices? Like, when they're in class? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how many, how many of you? Oh, like, probably 75 or 80 percent of us. Yeah. Because I didn't even have a smartphone when I was back in college yet. What did you do during class? Right. I just listened. <laughs> oh. I pretty much just work on go planted stuff during class. Yeah. Like, my laptop is out. Everything is on the syllabus, and, like, they send you the notes, and I was like, why am I listening to a lecture? You could just post this lecture on YouTube. I legit, like, listen to music and play on my laptop all class. My goodness. I know that's probably not good, but... It is what it is, and it's not bad. I mean, what if you can still pass? It's like, that's what I'm saying. But what's that saying about the class? Exactly. When did you... How did you first meet Don? Did you know of Wetrick's work before you were really in the class? Um, I didn't know. I had worked with Don before, but I didn't know who he was. Okay. And so my my junior year, not a lot of people know this, but I started a podcast my junior year called It's Lit, which was like a literary podcast. Okay. It's really bad. Don't check it out. And um, The link will not be in the description. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, like, it was... There was only a couple episodes, but, like, Don had this, like, podcasting room, which is not the eSports room. Oh, okay. And um, he, like, helped me, like, set it up and, like, showed me how to use all that stuff and, like, how the microphone worked and all this crap. Awesome. Um, so, like, I knew Don. And then I heard of his class because my one of my good friends um, took his class and learned how to play the ukulele as, like, their assignment. And I was like, oh, my God, that would be so much fun to, like, have a whole class period dedicated to working on my podcast. And yeah. then, like, I was like, well, then I took that class because... And then, like, so that whole summer, I was like, oh, I'm going to work on my podcast, like, da-da-da-da. And then, so, like, I get to his class, and Don's favorite thing in the world to do is give, like, a pep talk, like, yeah. slash lecture. <laughs> and We've talked about that. <laughs> Don's spiral. But, um, so, like, the, he spoke for, like, the whole 90-minute period. And I was just, like, like, I felt like I was in church or something. And, like, you know when people, like, get on their knees and, like, put their hands up and stuff? Yeah. Like, that's how I felt, like, in Don's class. I was, like, I feel like I was just enlightened and, like, liberated from, like, life. And I was, like, okay. And then I literally walked up to him at the end of class and I was, like, I want to do a podcast. But, like, not a podcast that I'm already doing because, like, I don't like it. And I was, like, it's stupid to do something you don't like. That's dumb. And he was, like, yes. And I was, like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast. And then I leave his room and then do a podcast. But... Like, it was just insane, and... What was it like to... Because what I'm try to, trying to really highlight is the power of an adult listening to you. So, up to that point, how many adults would you say heard one of your ideas and said, go for it? Um, honestly, my mom is kind of encouraging, but, like, it's always just kind of, like, it's always still, like you need to follow that algorithm. Like, nobody had ever said, like, oh, like maybe follow there's... follow the method of success. Yeah, like, right? go to school, get a okay. gold-paying job, like, buy a house, have kids. Like, like it's always just been, like, yeah, you. I believe in you. You can succeed, but 
Like it was never like, oh, maybe there is something wrong with our algorithm that we use for life. Mm -hmm. Like maybe, mm -hmm. maybe we shouldn't always go to college. Maybe we shouldn't all have kids. Like that was never any question from anybody that I'd ever be talking to about like those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. It was always just like, well, it's worked so well for everybody else, yeah. air quotes. But yeah. like, <laughs> let's let's keep doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. But Don was probably the first person that was ever like, well, wait a second. Maybe like maybe something should be different. Maybe we should take a different route. Maybe not everyone is geared to go to college. Maybe people need to go to trade schools or have internships or those kinds of things. Yeah. So as people were coming into the class and speaking, what were some of the characteristics of the adults that you met through innovations? How would you describe a lot of those people? Like, did they have similar ideas about encouraging you to find what was important to you instead of I'm going to tell you how to live your life? Yeah, I think with any like movement, like um, Don definitely attracts people who think similarly to him because I think there's something about the way that people like us think is that we, oh, it's almost like refreshing to talk to somebody who feels the same way because I feel like you're always arguing with someone. You're always fighting to like, like prove that you're right. And also just to like prove that like we're doing a disservice to kids and like, like, these kids are like suffering and all this other stuff but um yeah like I think like I think you were one of the first like people I talked to Beth and I but I already knew the first two people on my podcast like you were the mm -hmm. first person that was like I'd never like, met before like yeah. I was like networking and yeah. like I like went out of my like if my comfort zone was here I like went like four comfort zones out <laughs> of <laughs> my comfort zone because I, I was, didn't know comfort zones had levels like that. Yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> tiers of comfort zone. Yeah. Like there's not just one comfort zone. But yeah. and so but everyone was very receptive and like it was refreshing to talk to people who were like, Yeah, like you can do like stuff and like not just like you can be successful, but it was like, no, but seriously if you like network with people and like you do like yeah. do these things and you start like getting educated about like the way that things like this work because there's no even the business classes um at high school are kind of silly like colin yeah. and jackson can tell you everything about like how the business classes at school are right. like a joke and yeah. it's just like i don't know we all respect each other and we all like believe that like if we all work hard enough we can all like we're all adults and it's like in any other class it's such a it's such a power thing it's such a like i am the superior like i know everything and like you will do as i say because that's how it is yeah what do you think is if you look back on your whole school career did you go to noblesville all, all oh, your life i went to noblesville um from sixth grade okay so where were you before that fishers oh okay so not too far yeah yeah so what would be, what's a thread that you think goes through all of school where it was a disservice to you? If you could kind of drill down to like, what's the one thing that almost every adult or teacher did in your life that it's like, looking back, you're like, oh, that's an issue. Like they shouldn't have done that. I think, I think something, and I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, but like, there was like a confidence thing that happened and it was like when i was 
I used to like school. I think everyone does. I think it's fun to be social and be with all those people. Yeah. Like all those kinds of things when you're a kid because you don't care what anyone thinks. And then you hit that point in your life where you start to care a little bit what people think of you. And then it's like you don't, I don't know if it was just me, but like I, you don't know how to take that. Like if when a teacher tells you you're wrong, it's like, oh, well, I'm stupid. Yeah. And I feel like that that was a thread was it was the way that the, the respect and the communication was, was it was just a very like black and white, like you're right or you're wrong. And like, there's no discussion about it. And, um, it's like, it's silly because even in math, we talk about all the time, there's like more than one way to get to an answer and like those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you sit on one side of the field and say this and you say this on the other side. And it's like, what are we supposed to think? And it's like, we're 10 years old. And yeah. it's like, yeah. why is it my job to like understand what your true intentions of what you're saying are? And yeah. I understand that we're all human, but it's like you're in a position to directly influence young minds. And so you should be thinking about the things that are coming out of your mouth and you should be thinking about the ways that you talk to students and the way that you perceive ideas and like facilitate discussions instead of it just being such a power trip of like oh like i need to make sure that i'm always in charge because i'm the one with all of the right answers yeah well and one of the ways my friends put it puts it is that he and he founded a school as well um he ran it for 12 years and he said we never talked about having power over kids we always talked about having power with kids I think that's something that Don has tried to do in his classroom is create discussion and then you sort of create that power with. That's like, I'm doing a podcast and Sarah's doing a podcast and we're going to help each other and we're expressing ideas. And um, So does that sound right? Yeah. It's like it feels like all the teachers that you didn't really get engaged with, it was always because you felt like they were having power over you instead of like, hey, let's do this together. Yeah. Which was most of your teachers, right? Yeah. (laughs) So what do you think, if you could try to identify what's, why is that such a thread? Because it's not just, it's not just your teachers, it's (laughs) parents, it's other, it's like aunts and uncles. Mm -hmm. It seems to be like any adult, like what is... I know what, you what makes them behave that way towards children. Yeah, I think something again, like um, something that makes Don cringe so hard is when people say tradition, and I think that that's like a huge thing. Is just like, like if you like look back in history and stuff, like it's always just been like the adults are superior, like you're to be seen and not heard, and, like yeah. those kinds of things. And even though we're moving into more of a like, like. My parents tell me all the time, they're like, if I was, like, if um, you were a kid when I was a kid, like, you would have never said something like that. You would have been smacked. And I'm like, smack me. Try to see what happens. I'll call the cops. (laughs) I said, um, but it's just interesting how, like, we've still, like, changed a little bit. But it's, like, there's still this, like, underlying, like, distraction of, like, tradition and, like, not being able to progress and move forward from, like, the traditional ways of, like, holding power. And it's, like, heaven forbid a 12-year-old might know something that I don't or, like, have a good idea about how to do something or, like, actually have a legitimate thought or, like, something like that. And it's, like, well, you're too young to, like, actually be able to know anything. When I was a kid, like, when I was, like, 10 or 12, um, and I was, like, the oldest of four, um, we don't have those kids anymore. But... 
they were like Tracy's kids, mm. but and Tracy was a teacher. And I always remember, like, when I was, like, 10, we would have, like, play school at home. And, like, I'd give them assignments because Tracy had all this materials. Yeah. And, like, I'd give them, like, like tokens for answering questions and, like, all this stuff. But we'd, like, always play school in the summer. Yeah. And, like, it was so much fun. And I always remember saying, like, oh, my God, I can't wait to be a teacher so I can tell people what to do. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I literally said that. And so I was, like, what does that say about, like, yeah. all kinds of different things. Yeah. About like That's, the way parents treat their kids and like the way that they're treated at school and like you that. had internalized that that being a teacher is about having authority, not working and collaborating with yeah. children. I wasn't worried about like educating my siblings. I was worried about like being the one who's in charge of like like uh, distributing homework or like um, yeah. who gets the tokens and like, yeah. those kinds of things. Yeah. Oh man. Those early those early years are all about tokens, aren't they? Yeah, I want to be reimbursed for my hard work at school. <laughs> and then in high school, you should just get cash. Yeah. <laughs> well, God forbid the task be worth doing on its own, right? I mean, if I'm going to do this dumb math worksheet, like I need money or something. <laughs> right. Like. So my kid is, I mean, he's almost five, and it's like he's counting and writing letters all the time, like, like. There's no rewards for it because she's having fun learning. He just sees that it's valuable. All right. Well, thanks for being on the our podcast. This is a this is kind of a special edition, student voice edition. So, thanks for sitting down with me and talking. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So, well, let's do an introduction for you. Um, okay. How would you like to do that? Do you want to introduce what you're doing? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm Sarah Schaefer. Um, I am the COO of Go Plant It, which is a tree planting service with um, educational elements, working with like fourth grade classrooms um, to get kids excited about environmentalism, as well as um, like being a distributor and um, getting more trees in the ground. Uh, Our first thing is uh, you can subscribe to our email campaign to be part of our like community uh, about like... uh, these small daily obtainable challenges where okay. you can like complete them and then post on your social media to be part of like our community if using the right mm. hashtags. Okay. Hmm. Um, hashtag go plant it and warm glow. Cool. Okay. I've, I've come across some of that. As you can tell, we ended a little bit abruptly there. We were just kind of running out of time. And uh, so thanks again for listening. Uh, connect with Sarah Schaefer. That's S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R. You can find her on Facebook and on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Uh, She's on Instagram as well. I don't know that her handle is everywhere, but the organization that she is helping run, it's called Go Plant It, uh, G-O-P-L-A-N-T-I-T. And um, I will have to see if I can find the website for that. If uh, if you're looking for that, um, just reach out to me and I'll get that for you. Uh, they're really trying to promote the planting of more trees. So definitely things along with like Arbor Day and stuff like that. Thanks for listening. Uh, download this, share it um, if you found some value in this. And if you've got something to share with me about your experiences with school, I'd love to hear it. Uh, find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Philip Mott is the name. I do not uh, post I don't have a handle for schools out, uh, or you can send me a message wherever you heard this podcast, uh, hopefully. Thanks for listening.